Teenagers, the show where we yell these fucking teenagers over and over again for one hour without stopping. These fucking teenagers! Which means, I guess that means we are due for another uh, experimental noise collective uh, uh, episode, are right? Are you having so, sex with your microphone? What are you doing? I'm, I'm scratching my beard. Um, <laughs> because I am getting ready to think deeply about the, uh, the sociological implications of, of Gossip Girl and this week's Skins, uh, the new uh, MTV uh, adaptation of the British show Skins, which we discussed uh, during our summer school. Um, and so I'm, I'm really you know getting the the old beard engine fired up um it's a good round of of stroking and scratching i being uh ryan shilly um and i'm joined uh, as always as matt rather as matt rather i'm joined as matt rather I, what, what would that even mean um, um i'm joined by matt rather these fucking teenagers and this is our revolution number nine of, of, of these fucking teenagers, um, where we are just going to yell at you, um, and, and the meaning will become apparent. Um, Ryan, and so we're starting our, we're starting the new semester of these fucking we are. teenagers. I guess, I forget, did we have a, we had a, um, we had one winter module, um, correct? One, uh, one, one January term session. We did. Um, on, on Glee, uh, that was a, a, a bit of a final examination on Glee, uh, with, uh, uh, with Jordan Stokes joining us, yes. uh, but now we are uh, back. Now that we're all of our shows are back from hiatus, uh, Gossip Girl uh, picked up um, this past week with uh, with a new episode, um, and uh, Glee starts this coming week. Um, and then two weeks ago, uh, the MTV Skins premiered. So it is really a. Um, we're we're really in a peak season for uh, overthinking uh, teenage soaps, so we're uh, we're going to get back into the squ- uh, swing of things. Uh, we'll start off by uh, considering uh, skins a little bit, um, and then we'll and then we'll get into uh, Gossip Girl, uh, this this most recent episode of Gossip Girl. And if you want to, uh, you know, join the conversation, if you want to yell these fucking teenagers at us, uh, uh, or create some other um, experimental noise collage uh, or text collage. Um, you can uh, you can give us a call or text us at our number uh, twenty fat jog one that's two zero three two eight five six four zero one. You can email us at tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. Um, start looking at uh, for us on on the uh, on the twitters uh, for for live tweeting of the shows and other um, uh, uh, other other teenager related uh, overthinking and quips. Uh, that's uh, at TFT podcast. Um, and so let's jump into it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so let me make two. Can I make two kind of technical requests of our, no, of our listeners? No, no, you may not. I'm going to make two technical requests of our <laughs> listeners. One is find us on the iTunes store and give us a rating. Uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, I think if it is a positive rating. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, that is the thing. If you like the show, give us a rating. If you don't like the show, unsubscribe already. We're not, I mean, this isn't required reading, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, the best thing you can do to help other people find us is to rate us on iTunes. The more activity that's on our iTunes page, the more we sort of surface in their, uh, in their listings of podcasts. 
podcast. Not that a kind of a niche show like us is going to get all all uh, all that much, especially given our explicit tag on our fucking podcast page. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but you know, we uh, that would help us a lot if you go on iTunes and and write something. But you don't even have to write something if you just click that five star. If you log into iTunes and click that that five star thing, that will do it. The other thing is, should we have a Facebook page? Uh, on this podcast, um, is that something that you would? Uh, is that something that you would do? Because we we don't get a ton of interaction on Twitter, and the like. I have more personal Twitter followers, and I think so does Ryan than the TFT podcast Twitter handle has, and and I think that that the uh, our audience and the audience for these shows is not on Twitter. No, you know? I think I think I think they're on LinkedIn. I think we need a LinkedIn <laughs> page for for, for TF, the for the TFT podcast. Oh, oh yeah, so our real life professional networks can know about this shit that we do. Yeah, no, hey, man, I'm I've I've been outed. You know, um, again, big shout out to the uh, Harvard Kennedy School MPID program. If any of you are still listening, um, you know, uh, Lincoln, connect to us on LinkedIn. We will yeah, we will do some high quality networking. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm hey I'm. Matthew Rather on LinkedIn, and you can see all about my internet consulting business. Um, um, but yeah, we would get a we would get a Facebook page uh, because you know I I think a, a way to promote the show is to kind of get onto the Facebook pages of groups that are already doing. Um, uh, Gossip Girl, who, fan, who are fans of Gossip Girl and Glee uh, and Skins, and though we represent, I think, kind of a niche market, even within the niche market of teen soap watchers, um, you know, I I would like to get the show out to more people because we think it's good. That's why we do it. Uh, and uh, so, if you have ideas about that, or if you would like to share the show with friends, leave us a rating on iTunes, and maybe send the you know post the show on Facebook. Send a show to uh, you know send it to the uh, send it to your friends, send it to your network, especially if you're on some of these big uh, Gossip Girl and Glee uh, pages. We'd love it if you would kind of uh, take the reins, take on the mantle of, you know, the street team, the uh, TFT street team, and uh, write us back. Street street teen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a street teen. Oh, that's funny. We've got to get T-shirts made. I'm a street teen. I mean, Uh, that's kind of, that that fits well um, with... uh, you know, in some ways, with the the world of uh, of skins, right? Yeah. These are these are street teens. Yeah, um, well, sort of. Are are they? This is the th- so we're jumping into skins, and thank you for segueing us back. This is the thing I want to say about this. My girlfriend is watching UK Skins uh, again <laughs> from the beginning, and uh, like on Friday, she watched like eight of them in a row, which I could never do. I always had to take a break after about an episode and a half. I got sort of antsy watching them. Um, you know, but but she has a, a great sort of laser focus uh, <laughs> you know, for it. So um, so you know, there's been so there's she's been, just walking around going, oh wow, <laughs> oh, brilliant, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, wow. <laughs> Wow, Tenny. Wow. Um, so she's so I I've had skins on in the house um, in the background for the last sort of three or four days, and so that's the perspective from that I am now bringing to uh, to MTV skins, and and I think that the big difference I'm I'm gonna I'm going to uh, make a resolution that you can. Um, uh, that you can dispute if you like or agree with if you think I'm right. That the big difference between UK skins and MTV skins is sentimentality. Hmm. Right. That is to okay, say. Okay, please, please unpack that. Yeah. Yes. That is to say, the. Um, 
in the in the shot for shot remake of the first episode, and then in the um, like in the actually not even so much in that. I thought that that first show was kind of a clusterfuck because it w- it was um, it was not totally recontextualized into no. its new into its new environment. Like when Tony uh, pops out of the river and says that could have gone worse, I reckon. It's kind of like who no one in this yeah. country talks like that. But it, Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a microcosm. That's a very low-level example of what I think was going on at the high level in that show. But the okay, so in the um in the next Well, also interesting point um you know, I don't even think you meant the comment of this and I didn't read it th- th- that way when I first um viewed it. But uh you know in some ways, the that could have gone worse. I reckon is also a um, that's a, that's a tagline for the entire episode, right? Like yeah, that sure, whole fair enough. That, this this whole endeavor could have gone worse. I reckon. <laughs> it's, I mean, you gotta you gotta wonder at what level of abstraction that that line was being delivered at. I mean, was was UK was uh, MTV Skins Tony quoting UK Skins? You know. Yeah, <laughs> had he yeah. seen UK skins? And, oh, I think I th- yeah, I think they've definitely. So, um, you know, let's we we can zoom back out to the social implications, but I think that um, it it seems to me just on a on a performance level that many of the actors um, have watched the UK skins many times. Oh, I didn't even mean uh, that. I meant had the characters seen it. I mean, I, right. Uh, that's an interesting, interesting question. Yeah, like, in when you talk about media properties, like, huh. you, you're talking about a universe where only a subset of, of mm. media properties exist. You yeah, know? yeah, because yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, uh, sorry, you finished this, exa- but this no, has no, been no, exactly. This is something that Mark, yeah, Mark has written about on the website that, like... Um, what website know, is that? Oh, uh, it's uh, www.avclub.com. The, uh... <laughs> no, it's... These fucking teenagers! Go to avclub.com if you hate us. Uh, it's overthinkingit.com, the site where we subject the popular culture to... Probably doesn't serve. Re-rebirth. Um, the, uh... <laughs> uh... In the universe... You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I'm trying, Ryan. You keep derailing me. In the universe of MTV Skins, it seems like all uh, teen-oriented popular culture, popular media exists, especially music, except for UK Skins, mm. right? Like, and it's, it's, um, it's a requirement, actually, of the narrative universe of MTV Skins that UK Skins not exist. And it's, a, it, it's an interesting thing when you consider kind of media-savvy um, uh, media products, and teen soaps fall into this, mostly because of the, the sort of the Dawson's Creek, Creek uh, via Josh Schwartz, you know, the OC uh, mm. Gossip Girl influence, uh, where they become very knowing about media references. Yeah. And um, uh, to the point where, where Blair's dreams are, you know, shot-for-shot remakes of famous scenes in, uh, in classic films, classic American films. Right, right, um, right. It becomes an issue like, what is on the table for uh, for reference, you know, as a as a sort of culture as a cultural reference, and what is not what is not on the table. Anyway, well, that's a, that's but, kind of a but, but I that. think that um, I, I think that um, skins like U.S. skins, MTV skins, is somewhere right. So 
I'm, I'm just thinking about where the shows that we consider fall um, with respect to this, right? So sure. Gossip Girl is it seems to be quite aware, right? That um, and we've talked about this at length with Gossip Girl that you know that and this is in part especially with reference to you know New York centric popular culture, um, right? This week uh, there was the reference to going to a James Franco's reading at Housing Works, uh-huh. right? Um, uh, which is like you know very very uh, current New York um, meme meme sphere um, kind of kind of uh, thing. Um, and but I think that you know the uh, on the other extreme, Glee is kind of on an other, another extreme here of being. I mean, other than the music, um, relatively closed off from um, kind of popular culture and and properties um, and like you know chains, right? That that you go to the store, you go to is breadsticks, right? It is a kind of a um, a more fantastical place, or not store, but restaurant that everyone goes to is is, is breadsticks. And I think that MTV yeah, it's skins. Sort of a, it's sort of a notion. It's sort of a notional restaurant, and right. And also, uh, they're depicting like uh, uh, Gossip Girl is depicting a bunch of of extremely media savvy, uh, uh, you know, an aristocratic well, right. class, an elite aristocratic right. Right. class of teenagers. And Glee is depicting a bunch of of um, Hicks from the Sticks, right? I mean, it's right. never it's never exactly said that way, but these are you know these are not your sort of coastal media elite teenagers. Well, right, and and I think that and and. I, I think that MTV Skins may be actually in a place of incoherence um, on this, right? Because on one hand, they're actually falling a, a little closer to to the Glee side of the um, of, of the spectrum um, in the world in which they the world that they inhabit. Um, and I think here are the things you know, here are some of the things that are, are are evidence of this. Like one is the you know beyond the ignorance of mtv or of of the uk skins um there is you know i mean just the the fact that they are in the world with the kind of you know the the sexual pun names for the cafeteria and the um right and what and the girls school the edith damps finishing school for young ladies or collegiate school for young ladies or whatever you know that the, they are um, you know, in a world that with these um, kind of out there names, right? These kind of um, uh, names that create the school and and these other public places as these kind of notional places, as opposed to more uh, realistic places. Um, but then at the same time, they there are you know occasional and deliberate pop culture references, right? In the in the um, pilot episode, in the Tony episode, uh, there was a reference to say like. What like they they, re- they referred to as the rich kid party as a gossip girl party, right? Um, they actually say we don't want to go to your. They they tell Tony we don't want to go to your gossip girl party um, or something like that. Um, and then there's it's a so funny it, in, in Clueless that was a Val party, right? Like the San Fernando Valley party. Yeah, yeah, and it's more like that. It falls closer. Um, you know the. The, the 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 types of rich people and poor people that you get in 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 the MTV skins are are a little weird. Like the rich yes. people, yeah, yeah, you know, this is something, and this has to do with like American ideas of class. And yeah, it has to do with the difference between between class and wealth. Well, yeah, th- no, that's that's right. I mean, I think that's exactly right. Whereas, um, you know, in um, right, I, I, I because you, it, it's it's. 
Well, because you, it's really hard to right. So th- this show is trying to take some of what was going on about um, class in in the UK and transpose it into America without like. And, and this is very interesting in that um, you know I'm I I mean I haven't seen it explicitly, but I believe um, that. American Skins is set in Baltimore, um, which is the exact same location as the single most incisive piece of media on class in America, The Wire. Um, and trust me, I, I really, I kind of want to do a remix um, of the scene where um, uh, Tony sends uh, not Sid but Stanley um, to the drug dealer, uh, and and instead of Mad Mal the dog, it says Stringer Bell. Um, <laughs> um, and and do an extended I mean, mashup. That's brilliant and and totally appropriate. Um, because I mean, this is you know he even says you know uh, you know there's this guy downtown right there's this there's this drug dealer downtown um, but he just he's not he doesn't go to the to the low rises right he doesn't go to the west side um, he goes to this um, interesting kind of burned out McMansion suburbia right that it's a um, you know the 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 area of urban bl- uh, of of blight in in the world of of U.S. skins. Um, are McMansions that appear to be have probably been foreclosed upon um, and emptied out, um, and then are in- inhabited by these these kinds of you know fantastic uh, fantastical drug dealers slash pimps um, uh, in in the in, in the matter of the the. Um, the the Madison Twatter um, reboot, um, Mad yeah, Mal yeah, Ledong, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and like, what the hell, Ledong? I don't, I don't even understand that. The fact that he's he's dispatched by a bunch of Casa Nostra uh, thugs, right? Rather than, and the fact that he's not actually dispatched the way that that uh, Madison Twatter is really sort of graphically beat up, you know. <laughs> Well, right. Well, and I mean, because I mean, the Madison well, or Twatter. Is, I mean, or is he? Like, I guess Madison. I guess we don't really see that. We see him being driven away, but we do see him sort of torture Jal, right? Like with by smashing her clarinet and threatening her physically, and and this well, sort of stuff. And the and the the girl in peril, um, the girl in peril stuff that we see is not nearly as um, it, you know, is not nearly as as graphic as on UK skins, right? No, I think that's exactly right. Well, I mean, in UK, UK skins, the 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 drug dealer plotline is developed over a longer stretch of episodes, right? And it's a it's it's much more. There is a lot more. I mean, it, that that plotline in in UK skins. I mean, it's interesting because when we were watching UK skins, we were constantly kind of saying, "Oh, this is not up to the standards of um, of, of Gossip Girl and Glee, and may not be worthy of of deeper overthinking." And now it is, seems like this just amazing text in comparison to US skins, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, and 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 and, and, um, and so and so you know in in the in the um, the, the the UK skins the drug dealer had this um, absurdity and real menace right and then that was stretched over you know I think a, a three or four episode um, arc culminating in the Jal episode um, in which Jal's father um, 
uh, her her uh, father, who I still believe is supposed to be tricky, right. um, uh, sure. you know, dispa- dispatches of him with some of his uh, with his his bodyguards. Um, and this is like they they really gossip girled. Um, they they really gossip girled it. Uh, this one where they introduce it um, and resolve it in two episodes, um, or really in one episode. Um, I mean, in reading some of the interviews, I I think that it's it's true that the um, the U.S. skins. Uh, uh, creative team, which actually is is I think the same creative team. At least the the creators there, Brian, what's his name, and Jamie, what's his name, are are, yeah. are working on the show. And um, but they they intend now to go in a totally different direction plot wise. So it's it's kind of like the, as as quickly as they can, they're dispatching all the the uh, balls kind of still left in the air from the from the first episode, which was I guess. For nostalgic reasons, a shot-for-shot remake, almost of um, you know the first episode. Except you can't like. I mean, let's let's ring the changes a little bit on the differences, right? Like Tony's um, uh, Tony's bedspread is not the naked man and woman lying together. It's a uh, it's a bunch of spiders, right? Which is sort right. of different. You know, that's that's a different image. It's a different uh, thing. They're also you know Tony's more likable. I mean, it seems like they've they've taken. Uh, uh, some effort to make him likable like the um the uh you know he's just a guy who just wants to be interested in in the girl you know like in the um the whole lesbian thing you know with tony um tony sleeping with her the whole conversation on the merry-go-round right i you yeah. know is a it's a bunch of sentimental crap right like that, that's about you know how how unsatisfied i am by the how emotionally unsatisfied i am by this you know i don't know culturally bankrupt suburban life or the thing, right. with, the, Wait, or right. the thing with the 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 other lesbian the girl kissing um like oh, I, Taya, the girl kissing Taya in the uh, Edith Damp cafeteria, right? Yeah. Uh, like in saying. Oh no, it's not the Edith Damp cafeteria. It's like the Shrub and Balls or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the yeah, exactly. The ball and twig or whatever you know. Uh, the meat and two veg uh, cafeteria, <laughs> right? Like uh, like in saying like, well, this is my truth. Like my soul's truth is now on you, or so you know, whatever it is that you. Dude, said. I still have the trump card for that one, which is le- les- lesbian lesbian grandmother, lesbian. <laughs> Lesbian Holocaust survivor grandmother. Exactly. Exactly. Where it's like, you know what I mean? The point of skins is that you can't have, you can't have communion across the generations, except if you're fucking your teacher. You know, that's the point of skins. (laughs) Like that it's a, it's a cultural wasteland. It's very bleak, you know, in a sense. Um, and they never, you know, they never mention Bristol, but uh, Bristol kind of stands in for all the post-industrial, second-tier uh, cities of a former empire. And, and Baltimore is a great choice for that. And also not mentioning Baltimore, you know, is good because it's, it, you know, it is kind of a notional place. Um, Right. Uh, but I think this misses something about artistic creation, which is that you, you become... The more specific you become in a way, the more universal you become. And I think you see that in The Wire. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That is to say you can make very uh, – you can make points at a very high level of abstraction about American society, about postmodernism, a word I'm kind of afraid to use, but I think it's appropriate to The Wire um, – about postmodern institutions, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, you do that by getting really, really 
deeply into the details of the minutia of the uh, of the characters' lives. You don't, you know what I mean. You don't do it by yeah. kind of soft yeah. pedaling, yeah. Um, by soft pedaling the specific specifics. You know what I mean. So like all this conversation about like uh, about the, you know these fucking teenagers and their. Um, you know their cognitive agenda seems to be set at at kind of a soap opera level. You know, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. and uh, at, I mean at kind of a, if you will, at kind of a soap opera level. You know, <laughs> and it's it's um, uh, you know, and it's kind of not satisfying coming no. from uh, you know after the nihilism, uh, you know, uh, of UK skins. I mean, which is the thing that they don't that they don't soft pedal. The um, uh, my girlfriend had on the uh, Tony fuck your sister episode of yeah we've kidnapped yeah. her and now you have to fuck her episode of skins and that is that is a level of darkness that that I predict we are not going to see. Well, well, I think that's the interesting thing is, and and there's because there's been already like a tremendous amount of uproar about about MTV skins from um, you know various parents. I, I tweeted this on the TFT on the yeah the the parents television council. Yeah, I I, um, I tweeted this on the TFT things. Like, I don't know why they're bothering, honestly. Like, because it's so the the. Um, I don't know. The the frame of the narrative is so sentimental, you know, it's so yeah. so bougie that I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think there's an interesting thing, right? So that um that you know, you, you mentioned the um attempts to make um Tony's character more more likable, right? And that ultimately is getting down to questions of, of motivation, right? Um and this Probably, and, and yeah, this yeah. kind of sentimental motivation. But what's interesting is I I mean I noticed a very small difference um and, uh between you know sort of um Tony's likability vis-a-vis and his his sort of social role vis-a-vis um the other characters, uh, whereas you know, because you know, in the British version, Tony is the kind of unquestioned um, alpha, right? And you know, I think our first several episodes of talking, discussing UK skins, was about um, you know Tony as a politician, Tony as artist, right? Tony as um, shaping these social forces and kind of exerting um, a kind of agency to interest himself. Um, but I think that there's this interesting scene in the in the first episode, in the Tony episode of um, of MTV Skins, um, in which the the whole gang is is getting high in the um, in in the bathroom, right in the in the stall of the bathroom, and they actually like they refer to him as like something to the effect of like the dumb jock, right? Like the, this jock is trying to get us to go to this stupid party. And the idea that that Tony is a jock would never have entered into the first. The first skins. In fact, we never see him do anything remotely athletic other than have sex. Well, I guess, but I guess they mean by jock, I guess they mean like cool kid, right? Or pretty boy. Um, and it's, but I think it's like beyond it being like, it's, it's, it's that they kind of classify him as being more on the periphery of their social circle as opposed to being central to it. Or that, or, right? yeah, or, or just another player in the game rather, rather than the person defining the game, which is what right. he is in, in skins. In and and it doesn't and and it's weird because that actually is at a you know part of what the entire first sequence um, is supposed to do is uh, establish Tony as the hub of this social network um, and that itself as a form of power um, and this kind of scene where they're trying to um, 
undermine like the writers for whatever reason are undermining that authority um that then undermines the whole setup right so it, i mean it's 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 a mess for that reason um that they're both like repeating so so the, the show has a, is facing these problems where on one hand it's like borrowing like whole bits of dialogue um and and characterization and 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 performance style from the UK skins in many ways that are like not appropriate and make it seem very stilted and off um and then the other hand are changing many of the like sort of important things but in ways that are incoherent. Um, it does not bode particularly well for MTV skins. Um, I, I want to talk about one other thing, which is the issue of exploitation, right? Um, okay. This was something that, that didn't come up a lot, I think, in our discussions of, uh, of UK skins, uh, despite the fact that it has, you know, a pretty frank... Uh, depictions of you know sixteen and seventeen year old sexuality and and sex actual doing it um, because those depictions are often so unpleasant you know what I mean that is to say they didn't soft pedal the the reality of right. uh, of that and I think paradoxically by showing less uh, because of the you know puritanical um, uh, what environment of of uh, U.S. television? I guess uh, by showing less, the effect um, paradoxically is that the sex gets romanticized uh, mm-hmm. in a way and becomes more exploitative because it's kind of like, oh hey, like you know, glimpse of underwear. You know what I mean? Right. R- rather right. than. Like rather than here are a bunch of like pimply kids, uh, you know, kissing each other awkwardly, and we're going to, um, yeah, we're just going to hold the camera on it and like unflinching look mm-hmm. at this, which is kind of unpleasant uh, in a lot of uh, in a lot of instances. Um, uh, it's it's like oh sweeping camera movements, panning up and down the panning up and down the body, really sort of aestheticizing. Uh, the body as a technique for getting around not being able to show things, and that has ha- that has the effect of of making the sex sort of exploitative rather than being rather than being sort of frank you know well right i mean it 's very much uh, the the um the gaze you know the the gaze of the camera right. is is actually very different right and it 's interesting right so in being like more acceptable. It's actually less acceptable, right? Um, and but and yet that's not what you know the parents' television council is up in the arms about, right? They, they, they don't have like a um, you know a um, you know to my knowledge a, a staff of film theorists uh, on staff to say like you know they they, they go on the surface level um, and and dish out the kinds of quotes of this is shocking, horrible television, right? The same kind of thing that um, you know Gossip Girl used in its I think season one promotional campaign. Pain, right? They they took all of the um, all of the the uh, reviews and and parents television council things say this is awful. This is the most shocking, disgusting thing on television. Don't let your children watch this and use that in their ad campaigns. Um, whereas whereas I think MTV seems to be wanting to kind of back off a little bit. Um, is my yeah. understanding. Um, and again, I mean for like. A network that has a um, cash cow like Jersey Shore on its hands, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't see a huge future. Um, I, I think that 
I mean, we'll, we'll see because I, 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 um, I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with these, with these kinds of, um, UK to us transplants, right? One that like, you know, a very successful transplant, um, that kept crossing my mind as I was thinking about this is the office. Right. Um, and it, it struck me that, you know, the first season, if I remember correctly, I'm not so familiar with the UK office, but the first uh, season of the US office um, adapted a lot of the general plot um, plot lines and kind of character roles um, from uh, the UK office. Yeah, and then um, it was, it, it, no one remembers this, but it really s- sort of struggled. And it was like, are we going to yeah. pick up this? Are we going to pick this show up again? It, yeah. it took yeah. a while to find an audience and really become the hit that it is now. Well, exactly. And, 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 it, um, and it succeeded in, in kind of. You know, but it, I, I still think like it worked by being you know based on the um, on the on the UK office, and that it, it created the, the the you know the set of parameters for what this is about, right? Um, and also gave it a bit of a built-in audience. But it really succeeded when it um, it kind of pushed those boundaries to create a kind of a new set of. Um, you know of of meanings and and ideas um and i think that th- the problem with you uh with us skins with mtv skins is that it is kind of trying to have it both ways it's trying to both you know slavishly um remake um uk skins while changing making changes that are are somewhat incoherent um both from a kind of just artistic standpoint and then from a standpoint of of meaning um and we're gonna have my, to, yeah we're gonna have to it's a you know it's a buy and hold strategy that you know what i mean that we have now like it's it's a little early to make conclusive statements about it well this is, I think maybe this is the, the question, um, though, and maybe we won't even make a conclusive statement on this. Will, um, you know, because uh, uh, to date, Skins has kind of been a, um, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a diversion, right? It was, it was what we talked about when we didn't have um, new episodes of Gossip Girl and Glee uh, to talk about. Right. Um, will this uh, start to be um, a, a podcast about Gossip Girl, Glee, and Skins? Um, and ought it be? Well, I, um, that- I mean... I think that you and I are both going to going to keep watching it, you know, uh, and that's a service that we provide to our listeners. Really, we watch the fucking teenagers so that you don't have to. Um, <laughs> though, you know, by all means, jump right. I thought I thought that we talk about it so uh, <laughs> so that you don't have to. Um, I I suggest that we revisit this topic in you know after three or four more episodes. Sure. Right? I don't know. If well, and, and listeners, you know, um, chime in if you've been watching uh, Skins. Um, definitely, definitely, um, you know, comment, um, call in, email, uh, comment on the show notes. And uh, if you have friends who've been watching Skins, because I think it has been reasonably popular. There has at least there appears to have been buzz. I don't know what the numbers look like, um, but you know, if you're a listener to the show um, and you know a friend who watches uh, Skins but isn't into Gossip Girl, uh, isn't into Glee, uh, hasn't listened to the show, hasn't listened to TFT, you know, send them send them the link for this episode. Um, get them in the discussion. And we'll see um, if, uh, if if U.S. Skins is a site for interesting discussion, um, uh, both as the uh, as our as our listeners um, do or don't watch it, and as the show itself evolves. Um, and so, as you say, it's kind of a, a buy and hold. Yeah, excellent. Um, Let's go on. But, but one thing that we are definitely committed to talking about is Gossip Girl. Oh, um, you better believe it. 
uh, and and so so where should we start? We're back. We're back from uh, the break. Um, you know, Gossip Girl. Um, you know, and uh, Gossip Girl and Glee. You know, being on a um, you know September to May uh, schedule, echo semesters, right? And so you always have these kind of semester breaks um, for um, for for Gossip Girl. Um, and and Christmas vacation is always a time for things to be um, you know resolved and or Deus ex machina uh, into into oblivion. And we right? got that. Yeah, uh, we got that. Um, and so, so yeah, so that we, we ha- got that in both Gossip Girl and Glee. Like in Glee, we got a punt. You know what I mean? The uh, the boys' school and uh, and New Directions are going to uh, what? What are they at now? Regionals. I am not entirely familiar with the uh, Ohio Show Choir tournament structure. Because sectionals, so- I think it's your section, your region, your nation. Right, like. What about districts? Yeah, I don't know. Like, did what is a district? Like, um, conference. Conference. <laughs> were you in? Did you do like band in high school? And I did. Did you do like all state? Uh, you know, all, uh, well, all, all county, all state. You know. No, so so they have so there is um, a variety of I, I know what you're talking about. So there was in in the concert band there are these um, there, there are these kind of tournament structures, right? There's there's district band where you everyone goes to the um, to like one high school in in some area tries out and they create like an all star band um, and then. I think after reaching that level, you can audition for the higher levels. Um, my my extent of, of competitive, but that's interesting because you in that forum you um, you advance as an individual through these right. phases of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the kind of com- competitive nerdery um, that I was involved in, which I was one of the uh, forms of. Co- competitive nerdery in which I was involved in high school was marching band right. um, in which you advance as a, as a unit, right. That, um, and, and I don't, I mean, I think that was just um, state. I don't think there were like sort of hierarchical levels there. Um, but I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know, I know what you're thinking of. Anyway, we, so we, so had, we had it for, we had it for quiz bowl. Uh, <laughs> But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, we're back. So long story short, we're back from uh, we're back from Christmas break. Yeah, and um, so what? What? Are we, where are we at? So the Gossip Girl did a something very true to form, and um, and 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 dropped the plot line that it left hanging. Right, that it was setting up Lily as a villain, as the new villain for this half of the season, and they pretty much dropped that like a hot potato. Yeah, well, it's right. It's it's this kind of it's this likability, sentimental sentimentality bullshit. It's like you know she can't be a villain. I would have loved uh, a half of a season where Lily, you know, was scheming before um, uh, uh, before before coming back. You know, I before being redeemed somehow. Right? Like, wouldn't that have been fantastic if she like went to war? And then the the one aspect of that I wouldn't have liked is that I've had enough Rufus and Lily marital drama to left to last my life. Yeah, I mean, I but I know, but well, then it would have been good then for um, for Rufus to be kind of dragged into this on her side, right? And and to really redraw the lines right really create and this you know i think we talked about this in the last episode before before break um was to really create a real schism um you know and and to actually like change the structure of the alliances um um in a, in a meaningful way and 
again, Gospel Girl backed down from that and instead has opted – I mean it's, this is kind of a second best that we're looking at as introducing a new set of long-term characters um, being the um, the other – the rival real estate developer. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and having them – be the uh, the the villains, um, but then drawing in some ancillary characters, right? Drawing in Nate's father, drawing in Chuck uh, in a, into a well, romantic. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're redrawing. It's funny you can redraw the lines, but you kind of can't. You can't um, look. The thing I liked about Lily as a villain was that it her motivation was remarkably consistent with what it has always been, which is to kind of preserve the public relations side of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, like sort of packing Eric off secretly to, right. uh, you know, the Ostroff Center, right? Like right, all, right. All, all these things, everything that, you know, uh, using using the police as a private paramilitary to kind of keep things or using the legal system as a, as a you know, a sort of arm of her personal agency to, to um, keep certain things out of the papers, to keep certain scandals from, uh, you know, from erupting. Uh, doing charity work, things like this, that that like you can see how that would lead to some, how that could lead to some uh, pretty uh, reprehensible actions, and and so it was, um, it 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 seemed to be tailor made to to have her become a villain, at least a villain from the point of view of of Serena and Dan and the and the kids, um, though not kids anymore, I guess they they almost can legally drink, at which point it becomes uninteresting to watch them drink. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think that, I think that's right. That it's, it's, it's funny that that's. I mean, we've remarked that that that's never even been an issue on the show. Right. You know, you know what I mean. Like drugs are an issue because you can't handle them, not because they're illegal. You know, right? Because no, you, exactly. You overindulge. Right, or they're used to, uh, or they're used against you. Um, right, to, yeah, in a in a date rape malicious um, kind yeah. of kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, so what else? So I mean, is this? I mean, the the Gossip Girl seasons always. I mean, we've talked about this. I think for a while we talked about this. Um, you know, at the Gossip Girl New Year um, back in back in September, the, the the seasons tend to start weak. I mean, so what's what's going on here in this uh, in this um, in this episode? Like what, 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 what kind of grabbed you um, that was both interesting in its own right and, you know, what, where, where might we be heading, um, you know, for this, uh, for this half of the season? Well, Gossip Girl, which is kind of has a lily white aesthetic, except for Vanessa, who is, I guess, African-American, but she's, she's sort of ethnically ambiguous, right? Like, uh, right, right. Uh, the actresses anyway, uh, though her mother, I mean, I guess her mother looks more African-American, uh, Anyway, it's I, I. What grabbed me was that it was a black family, um, you know, coming on as the uh, as the rival business faction, you know, because this is something that I think that if you want to if you want to engage an American issue the way Skins engages class, you know, you you have to engage race. That's that's the issue that we have. Right. We you know we don't have nobility, and and though we have a, we have an underclass, it's. Um, it seems almost rather than being sort of economically motivated it's it's racially and economically uh motivated the the american history of of uh the underclass has been driven by both race and social economic uh forces so like this this was something that was that was interesting to me that we actually have some black people on on gossip girl now what it's interesting though because and they it's interesting that they they're 
um, relationship to this um, world is also in the world of, of real estate, um, and and that there is that this you know this character is also a. Um, a, a a real estate uh, tycoon um, in the way that uh, Barbas was because I know there have been some plot lines about Barbas kind of being nouveau riche right that the, the, the basses the bass money is not um, exactly this kind of old you know the old line Manhattan nobility um, so much as it is you know um, a a in his lifetime billionaire right, right um, the, um, the the I mean and that's that's just in the names too like Bass versus Vander Woodson which is right. something that's kind of rep- represents the original Dutch aristocracy of right uh, right you know of New Amsterdam well and they even spell when when there was the Vanderbilt characters of that side of Nate's family they actually spelled it out it, they made they dutched it up rather. Yeah. Yeah, than right, just make, sure. it, make it looking like uh, old Cornelius, right? Also, uh, yeah, pro- also probably because you don't want um, Anderson Cooper, you know, suing you or something like that, right? Right, 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 um, right, right. But Waldorf, you know, Archibald, these are sort of these are extremely sort of established waspy sounding names. They're very, it's very Anglo-Dutch, right? Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And that, like, right, and that Bass is not. I mean, Bass is a very sort of Anglo-sounding name, but it's not. Um, uh, it it just doesn't attain that level of kind of high, uh, high society, the way the way the other ones do. Anyway, I mean, maybe no. we're making too, maybe we're making too much of this. But the fact that he also that he worked, you know right. what I mean? Like, and that this is something that um that Nate's father had also. He worked, you know what I mean? He right. he had a job. He needed to trade labor for money. Well, and and someone else, you know, you know who else worked. Indra Nuyi. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is actually speaking of uh, speaking of ethnically uh, different. You know, speaking of ethnic difference, speaking of um, class. This is this is very interesting. What do you want to say? I have a lot of stuff I want to say about Indra Nuyi, but you, and Pepsi. But what do you want to say about her? Well, I mean, I think that, that that's exactly one of these things. Um, it's it's interesting. Like Blair's fixation on being in Dranuyi is very interesting, and I'm trying to figure out what it means. And I think it, I think it's connected to what we were just discussing, right? So I was looking, um, you know, I, I recognized uh, Dranuyi's name um, because, in addition to being the uh, the CEO of um, of PepsiCo, um, she's also on the uh, on Ye- on the Yale Corporation, right? She's a uh, succession member, successor fellow of the of the corporation, um, which means, at- which by the way, is like the board of trustees. If People don't know how Yale is organized. They have this body called the Yale Corporation, and they're members of the corporation, and they, uh, they're like the board of trustees or the board of regents at right. other universities. Right, and she's in a, uh, I believe, an appointed. The successor fellows are the appointed members. Right. Um, so these are, these are the people that uh, – there's appointed uh, – members that are appointed – um, I forget whether it's by the rest of the corporation. And then or there are, yeah, some secret, some kind of smoke-filled room, yeah, some, some uh, secret cabal versus the uh, the elected members who are the alumni fellows who are who are um, elected by the right uh, by right. the alumni. But but you know what's interesting, what's striking in looking up her um, background, right? She is a you know a lot of business leaders um, are you know are yeah, have become this way. 
um, rather than you know starting a business, you know she didn't start PepsiCo Newsflash, um, but she's a you know she started as a manager and worked her way up, right, and was a very successful manager. Um, and you know I think first in oh in in some kind of pharmaceuticals, I think it was Johnson and Johnson or something like that, um, and then has has worked in a variety of you know corporate strategy positions, right? She's a um, you know, she's a businesswoman, and um, through you know a variety, you know, for, through do, doing that job well, um, became a CEO, became an extremely powerful CEO. Um, but that that itself is so at odds with what Blair wants to get out of her relationship. Absolutely, with- and the other thing is. Right, like she's the she's a, a a big sort of motherfucker. What's in charge at PepsiCo? Right, like <laughs> right. this is a you know a snack foods company, a consumer goods company, not a luxury goods company, not a uh, you know they don't make Gulfstream jets, right? They make little, they make like uh, Cheetos or you know or what have you or or soft drinks, you know. Um, and this seems to be, I mean, the criticism I have of Blair for this is the same one that uh, her mother has, which is that this is really insufficiently thought through, right? <laughs> Right. Well, which, which I guess is interesting, right? It's that, um, which I guess in some sense makes sense of, you know, because part of this, this um, season has been about Blair, right, trying to cast her net um, more widely, right, of, of, of her wanting to be a, a powerful woman, right? She's, you know, she's, she's no longer a powerful girl, not yet a powerful woman. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and, you know, she's, you know, kind of mastered the exercise of power in this one sphere and wants to, um, you know, kind of exercise this kind of, this, this kind of power in the, um, you know, in the in the larger political economy, right? Um, in in a larger world, right? She wants to, you know, she wants to be in the smoke filled room, um, and so I, I mean, in some ways, well, it's, 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 I mean, she she purports to want to be in the smoke filled room, but I, I, you know, I think when she sort of were she to kind of think through the the amount of striving that that involves, she would be really turned off by it, right? Maybe, um, but I mean, you could read it that way. You could read it that way, and so that like, but another w- way to read it is that you know what the show is telling us is that you know in fact um, you know the the world of like you know. The Fortune 500 corporations is not where the action is happening in the production of of power, um, and it is in fact in the fashion magazines, um, in the world of the production of culture, right? Um, and I'm I'm um, you know reminded of the you know both the real life, you know both the um, actual portrayal of Anna Wintour in uh, the September issue, right. um, and also the fictional portrayal in Devil Wears Prada, right? I mean, this is the, the great scene, the great Meryl Streep scene, where she sort of, um, you, know, uh, you know, says to Anne Hathaway what, something to the effect of, you know, you think this is stupid, you know, that you're wearing that color blue, because I said this, you know, I, I because yeah, I because said this exactly. Years, yeah, exactly, five years ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And so this knowledge of causality in this in the web of of, um, of of meaning and in the production of symbolic order is really where power happens. Is the locus of of power, um, you know, in the in the larger sphere. And so being in a place, you know, in so far as anyone exerts agency in that in that web, or at least being in this kind of node, right? It's being the the Tony, the the UK skins Tony in the 
um, global political economy may have in more in the sphere of the production of culture than in the production of, of Pepsi. For what right? it's, yeah, well, sure, right, exactly. That's, that's the claim that, um, that I think Gossip Girl would, uh, yeah. would support. And it's a claim, for what it's worth, that the September issue takes up literally when they kind of talk about the, the amount of you know, tens of billions of dollars of capital uh, in the global economy that the fashion industry moves around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not necessarily all at the level of Vogue or at the level of, um, you know, haute couture, uh, but, uh, but by, kind of trick- by trickling down into the more consumer things through licensing, through, you know, um, through all the sunglasses, you know, even through knockoffs and things like this. Uh, There's sort of real economic consequences to the, um, uh, to the production of meaning in the symbolic order that happens, yeah. you know, that happens, uh, that happens at the level of objects, you know, yes. it's less, uh, it's less true, probably like, um, it's, it, you know, right. Like, uh, making a magazine probably bridges the symbolic economic divide more than like making, uh, w- what, uh, Shakespeare, you know, you know what I mean? Like right. doing, doing Shakespeare or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So, and, and yet magazines are on their way out, right? <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. I mean, not really, you know, like overthinking it is a magazine. That kind of magazine is on its way in, but so are we, so we're the new dictators of, uh, of style. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, you're, you're definitely a dick, dictator. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> dictator tots yeah well you know um delicious that, that's that's, 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 gonna, that's gonna be that's gonna be yeah it's gonna be on the menu at the cafeteria at skins dictator uh, tots dictator tots <laughs> that fucking show man he <laughs> eat the damp uh thing anything anything else about gossip girl oh okay so like uh romantically Oh, the, the Dan Blair liaison is interesting, right? Like, and actually, this kind of this this relates a little bit to what we're talking about. Like, Dan and Blair have similar tastes, but they come by them uh, differently, right? Right. Dan, through the kind of the intellectual credibility of French cinema, Blair uh, for the what the kind of the um, cultural power that it seems to uh, that it seems to involve, right? Right. But I mean, all, I mean, it's it's a great um match because they're both i mean it it, it it in some ways it's it's both about you know pretense they're, they're both pretentious in in the actual meaning of the term um and they're pretend you know as a dan is you know pretending to be intellectual where, where in fact he is a striver as much as anyone right he's he's the most insider outsider that there is um and 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 Blair is you know is is pretending that she knows what it is to be powerful and and what it is, and, and what that is um, when that that is in fact you know not the case. So I don't know. I think that they are. So wait, this is just a narrative point. Did they bone? I, I, this is unclear. No, 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 no boning. Just they a, haven't. They just have, a movie. They've, they've not yet boned. No, there's been yeah, and I think the idea of boning is not even on the table. I think they just went to to the cinema twice now, and that and that's that's the shameful thing because I I think there was actually ambiguity in that first scene of them like hastily throwing out those ticket stubs um, that there was actually a and also in the both of them you know being like you know how oh Serena asking what did you do over break why what did you hear. Um, 
you know, leads me to believe. Yeah, that, I mean, the idea being that like them hanging out is as embarrassing as boning in a way. I don't know. I think I think boning's on the in a way, trend. Ryan. In a way, this isn't the overthinking it podcast, Matt. <laughs> in a way, there's no in a way. They're boning, man. They're gonna bone. It is their telos. No, I think they have. I think they have had the inception to bone. They have had the inception to bone. Yeah. Have you had the inception to bone, dear <laughs> listeners? Um, if so, go do it and quit listening to this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, had you have you had the inception to talk to contribute? Um, if so, join the conversation. To participate in the production of of cultural value. Uh, That's right. Um, in in any of the many ways, give us a call or send us a text message. Twenty fat jago one two zero three two eight five six four zero one. Send us to, an email yeah. tftpodcast at overthinkingit.com. I'm going to keep. Steamrolling, um, Matt here. Uh, Twitter at TFT Podcast. What were you going to say? Uh, oh, rate us on iTunes. You don't have to write a paragraph about us if you want to. That's awesome. But just uh, click the click the five star if you if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, click the sta- five star for me. Click the five star for Matt Rather. And uh, most of all, though, click the five stars for these, these fucking, fucking teenagers. teenagers.